So uh, I've asked you this question many times. What do you believe? And I've stated that that's a important question to be able to answer because we go around calling ourselves believers, but believers of what? Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to get into your word today, Father. We, we thank you for what you have for us today. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it. Father, take myself out of the way and let's let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. This is one of the messages that I've been working on, and every time I seem to go through it, it seems to change a little bit. So we'll see what the final product looks like today. Oftentimes, as human beings, we want to just want to see what we want to see. It's easier to ignore the bad things in life, to pretend like they don't exist, just to think about puppies and rainbows and just ignore everything else. We oftentimes have a hard time believing in such harsh things, like, for instance, hell. In my travels and, and interacting with people, I've, I've talked to many different people, and I've had quite a few of them that simply don't believe in a concept of hell, that they don't believe that God would allow anyone to go there. They believe in God, but they don't believe in hell. But the, world, the word tells us that it is real. It tells us that if we do not accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, if we are not covered in his blood, that in fact we are going to hell. It's not God's choice. God is not sending us there. God is allowing us to make that choice. And if we don't make that choice, that is a reality. Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in his power and his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. We'll come back to that. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in every day, and having all done to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girths with the truth and having the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet should stood in preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, for within thou shalt be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is in the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto the preservation and supplication of all the saints. And for me, an utterance may be given unto me, that I may be mouth boldly and to make known the ministry of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador of the bonds, and therefore I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Ephesians 
Now, one reason is that we need to be mindful. Let me back up. We need to look for God in everything. Now, it's easy to, to look at a sunset. The beauty of the colors from the sky and say, that's God. It's easy to see a miraculous healing that science can't explain and say, that's God. It's easy to accept the miracles. But my friends, God is in everything. And sometimes we're really, really overthinking it. We look at everything that's going on today and, and people are trying to say, okay, well, this is the end, this here, this fits here and this fits there. I can take a more simplistic approach about it and look at it as it's God. It's God because of His power and it's God because it's the result of what happens when we do not follow His Word. God tells us not to do certain things or this will happen and we are seeing the results of that today. We've talked about the illusions of Satan. And Satan wants to normalize everything that we see. He wants to make it where it's not about God. It's not about him. It's just normal. I'm going to read you off a list of scriptures. Matthew 4 and 24. Matthew 10 and 1. Matthew 9, 32 through 34. Matthew 8, 28 through 34. Matthew 12, 22 through 30. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Matthew 17, 14 through 21. There's also 2 in Acts. There's 2 in John. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in Mark. There's 4 in Luke. All of these have the same theme. They talk about someone that has been possessed by a demon. That Jesus or his disciples had came and cured them of this demonic plague. Now in the course of the word of God, that's a lot of verses talking about one subject. And my theory is that if God put it in there multiple times, it's something he wants us to know. Yet, there's nothing that indicates this was a period problem. This was nothing to indicate this was a Jesus on earth problem. It was just recorded history. And they say, well, we don't have this today because that was just misdiagnosed. It was something else. Something else. A while back I told you that request for extraisms for the Catholic Church was on an all-time rise. But you know the funny part is that the Catholic Church does not record any exorcism as being an actual demon possession. They don't want to go out on record and saying, yes, this is the dark forces of Satan at work. And just like 
Everyone else, they try to explain it away. This possibly could be this or that or some kind of break or problem or something else. Nobody wants to call it what it truly is. I think it's clear today. And we see the evil that is happening in the world. That there has to be a greater power at work that's driving this evil. It's been there since the beginning. It's been there in the garden. And it's here today. A few days ago, there was a young boy, five-year-old, was shot and killed. He was riding his bicycle, and he was white. He went into the neighbor's yard, who was a different race. He walked out and shot him in cold blood. It was investigated, and it's been ruled that this was, in fact, a homicide. It was no accident. It was done intentionally. That is the kind of evil that I'm talking about. Furthermore, you don't see any trace of this anywhere on the news. You don't see it on the major networks. You don't see nothing about it. Because it goes against what is the political points that's being pushed. We are willing to promote evil for someone's gain. For someone to have their want. To someone to push their agenda. And furthermore, what little bit of coverage there was is being tainted by people that are actually defending this murder. Saying that he deserved it. A five-year-old, no matter what his skin color, no matter what his background, no matter what the situation is, deserves life. Deserves to have a chance to grow up and to be who God intended them to be. And if we are so easily offended by something so small as bicycle tracks on some grass, there is something majorly wrong. That is some major evil at play. God tells us to put on our armor. 
protect ourselves from these things. We've heard of the, the movie, the, the Exorcist. It was actually based on a book, which was actually based on a real-life situation. And it was, uh, we'd ask, how can a young child become victim of such a thing? Well, his aunt worked in the dark magics, communicated with the dead, which the word tells us not to do. And after her passing, he tried to communicate with her again, learn by doing what he uh, was taught by her. Opening yourself up to allowing something dark to come in. It doesn't take much. It just takes a crack in our armor. And we look at this world today. Let's look at us right here, right now. The, the, the faithful that, that come to church, that praise God, that read our Bible. Are we doing everything that we can do? Are we model Christians? Are we pleasing on to God? I'd be willing to bet if we all answered honestly, the answer would be no. We're supposed to be the example. We're supposed to be the light. And we're not doing our part. We're not even doing our own part in our own lives. We have all these grand things, this power that God has given us through the blood of Jesus that we can do. We can be prosperous. We can be healed. We can have an abundant life, but yet we don't do it because we don't take the time to try it. We don't have the faith to believe that it's going to happen. And we don't do what we're supposed to do. Spiritual wickedness in high places. We keep seeing allegations after, after allegations after allegations of people that are supposed to be leaders. People that are supposed to have the people's intentions in mind. And yet, even though things come to light, it gets pushed back in the darkness just as quick. We can't keep putting our heads in the sand. We can't keep pretending that we are not at war. We are. And it's not about color. It's not about race. It's not about man and woman. It's not about location. It is about good and evil, light and dark, God and Satan. California, you can't even go to church. Luckily here, we're still allowed to. 
But yet, where is the protest for that? Where is the people standing up for God? We close down a beach, we close down a bar, people go ballistic. Close down a church, that's okay. That's okay. Why do we need to be vigilant about this? We have the tools that can turn things around. We can pray. We can pray. But we need to get outside of just our own little world. Just outside our own little community. We need to pray bigger and bolder prayers. We need to pray for change. We need to pray that the darkness will be brought to light and be dealt with. We need to pray for God-fearing leaders that put God first. We need to pray for these people. Pray for our nation. We need to pray out this darkness. When we see people with these heinous acts, we need to pray for them. Because they're still here. God has not taken them out of the equation yet. So, I believe that he thinks there still might be a chance for them to make a turnaround. Let's help them along. We have to believe. What do you believe? Don't be caught by surprise. Don't be caught by surprise one day when you wind up someplace you didn't think he's going to. And then you say, oh, well, I might should have took that more seriously. Don't waste this power that God has given us. Let's be the change. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Father. We just ask for, for strength, Father. It's hard to stand up against opposition. It's sometimes hard just to, to stand, period. Father, and we know that you have given us this power, Father. We ask that we can be able to activate it, be able to use it, Father, be able to be an example for everyone else, to be a light, Father, to be a guiding light, that we can see changes, Father, in our own lives. And these changes will be so grand and so special that people are going to wonder what we have and want to get some of it, Father. Father, we want to see that as, as darkness comes to light, that a turning back to you, our Savior, our Protector, our Heavenly Father. Father, we want to see that these excuses are taken out of the way, that everything that's blocking out of the way and change will be made, that steps will be made, that souls will be turned over to you, Father. And we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.